0: Are you always questioning if you're a good enough mom? Are you burning the candle at both ends feeling desperate to find ways to take better care of your family? Welcome to the Busy Farm Mom. I'm your host, Amanda. We will be navigating motherhood, discussing nourishing food choices, holistic wellness, and of course, agriculture. We can gather around as friends in this space while being in our most chaotic stages of life. Whether you're chasing your toddler, preparing endless amounts of meals for your family, driving to work, or running the grain cart. This space is an opportunity to grow and learn simple tips to tackle the doubt that creeps in of, am I a good enough mom? Kick that thought out of your mind and come join our judgment-free zone where we will never question that you're doing a great job, mama. Let's get started. All right, I am on here today with Miranda from She Fitness. I am so excited that you agreed to be on here and talk to me today. I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So would you just want to start out by telling me a little bit about you, who you are, what you do, kind of go into your business and what you all do with that and
1: who you work with as clients? Yeah. So my name is Miranda. Miranda. And I am a wife of a cattle owner and, or he told me to call it say a cattle farmer. So we do cattle and farming. And then I have a 14 month old son. I am a personal trainer and x-ray tech. So I work a couple days at the local hospital and then I do my business the other days. So my business is called Chi Fitness and it is mainly for pre- to postpartum women. So that's the main focus is to help women in that stage of life that kind of just don't know what to do when they're pregnant, if they even can work out, if there are certain exercises to do when they're pregnant, and then also postpartum. So obviously so much happened during that birth and pregnancy time that there are certain things we need to work on to get you back to your quote-unquote normal self but then also to just heal your body from pretty much the inside out because we're really working on those pelvic floor and core muscles. And so that's, in a nutshell, what I do is just working with those women. I do more of a virtual style of training. And so it's more via Zoom or FaceTime and through an app. Yes. I think I answered all the questions.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. And so when we first started talking, you had mentioned that you guys have cattle too. And so what a small world. We're intertwined through agriculture. And there's just, it's so amazing how somehow agriculture is just tied into everything. And little do you know that somebody might have cows just like you. <laughs> yes. uh, so what kind of led you to get started doing this business?
1: So I've been a personal trainer for quite a few years and then so I always I like to work out, I like to stay fit and we were thinking about starting a family and I was very scared to get pregnant because I was I didn't want to gain a lot of weight during pregnancy and I didn't know what even I could do during pregnancy because you always hear, you know, you can't do these exercises during pregnancy yada 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 and it was like Well, what really is it? And I came across somebody else who was doing a pre and postpartum program to learn how to train women. And I was like, why don't I just do that? That'd be so much more helpful to learn it and then help others because there's not a ton of information readily available. You kind of have to go and, you know, scrounge around the internet for the correct info. And so I just, Found a program and started it. And then in the process of like doing the program, I found out I was pregnant. And so then it just made it a little bit easier for me to understand and then also communicate with women going through pregnancy and postpartum because I actually did understand a little bit of that at that time pregnancy and what goes on with pregnancy. So that's kind of how it started and just kind of trying to grow from there and get more women like because it's such a taboo topic of like pelvic floor like you don't hear about it doctors don't really talk about it unless you have a bigger issue and so it's it's been challenging for me to get the word out about it and like explain to women why it's so helpful and it's helped me out even though I've only had one kid it's helped me out so much and I can't even imagine how my pregnancy would have been had I not been doing, you know, exercising during it or even like doing the exercises that I did for pelvic floor and core strengthening. So.
0: Yeah. No, that definitely a 100%. And I can get into that kind of as we go through the questions. Um, I told you, I was like, I have examples of this. Like my two pregnancies were completely different. So really going in to this new year i really want to make aware moms like i feel like as moms we often feel like we need to put everyone else first and sometimes that doesn't reflect back that we make ourselves a priority and so i'm gonna kind of say that or go off that saying of when mom's not happy no one's happy well play it a different way and like when mom don't feel good and it's strong and all that, the whole house suffers from it. So kind of tell us like, how important do you think it is for women to take care of themselves, whether it's prenatal, during pregnancy, postpartum, or even if you're sitting here and it's been 10 years since you've had your last kid, just kind of go into that and tell us like, your thoughts on how important you think that is.
1: It's so important. I mean, sometimes I have so many like thoughts in my brain that I can't quite get them out. So I hope I get them all out here and make them make sense. But it's so important. I mean, if you aren't taking care of yourself, you can't adequately take care of your kids or your husband or your family. And taking care of yourself now. So, like, specifically, you know, working out, be getting strong. You don't even have to like do hard workouts when I say that, but like, just staying active and healthy. Now, it's going to help you in the, the present tense, just your health, your energy, all of that. It's going to help you in the future because, you know, I work out because not just for now and that I want to stay fit and yada, yada, yada. I also want to work out for the future, me. So I'm more stable. So I don't fall the time and break a hip. So I can stand up, get up from the floor without having to use my arms. So I can stand up from a chair without pushing myself up with my arms. Like I am working out for 50 years down the road when I'm not as strong or not, you know, I'm just older by then. And so I will see other people that are frail that probably haven't worked out. And I just like, like okay, you know, that is why. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. because. I want to be able to walk and not shuffle along or look like I'm about ready to fall over. I want to be able to walk straight, like fairly straight up tall. My posture be good, not leaning over a cane. And working out in general, by strength training, you are actually strengthening your bones. So when you are strength training now, especially women who, you know, we start, if we don't continue to strength train and probably even has to do with like nutrients and stuff, but you can get osteoporosis and weaken bones and they can continue to weaken as you age. Mm -hmm. And then you need to be maybe less stable and then also make it easy for you to break a hip if you do fall. Yeah. I won't get into all of that, what I see at the hospital, but like that is why I work out, not just for now, but also me later. And then also for my kids later. I want to be able to run around with them as they get older and, you know, play with them outside on the floor, all of that. And like, if I don't stay flexible, mobile, strong now, it's going to be so much harder for me to do that in five, 10 years down the road. And then even with grandkids, if I ever, (laughs) that's weird to think about now having a 14 month old, but, you know, it's, it still goes all the way down. So it's not just right now you know, the next five years, it is 10, 15, 20 years down the road, even 50 years down the road that I am doing this for. Now, I don't know if there's any other thing I wanted to say in my train of thought, but that is like, that is why before I had a kid, I never thought that I was working out for my kid. It was always, I'm working out for myself. I'm working out for, you know, me now. And now I'm working out for myself and for my family. The other thing is when you're saying that if mom's not happy, no one's happy, it's very true. Because if I'm in a bad mood, my husband's usually like, did you work out today? And I'm usually saying no. And then he's like, go work out. So it does like change your mood. I mean, it's a de-stressor. It's a mood changer. It gives you more energy. It releases those endorphins to... I can't remember exactly what the specific endorphins are, but it releases those good feeling endorphins when you do work out. And so my clients now, some of them who used to not work out at all before me, one, they're having, they feel more energetic. And two, they notice when they don't work out. And it might not be that they really want to work out, but as soon as they start working out, it feels good. And so it's just like your body is just, you know, Realizing how good it feels. You don't know what you don't know till you do it. So that is all very true. And if you don't, as a mom, it's so hard, but if you don't prioritize yourself, I don't know how else to say it, then like you have to, because you have to fill up your bucket in order to fill up other people's buckets. And if you just let yourself run ragged and not take care of yourself, then what is your kid seeing? hmm. Are they seeing that you just don't prioritize yourself and so they're going to do that with their kids and it's going to keep going down as the ripple effect? Or are you going to show your kids that you care about yourself, not like in the vain way, but in the, this is for my health. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to see that you care about yourself, that you want to live a healthy lifestyle. And then they're going to do that. And they're going to want to do that. I saw something on Instagram that, a mom was saying, you know, okay, I'm working out for my kids so that my daughter sees how strong I am and then says to herself, my mom is strong, so I am strong. And there's just, yeah, like that is, it hit home. Like, even though, you know, it means more for coming from a daughter and you think that like being a girl, that girls need that encouragement, that realization that they are strong, but like Same for my son. Like I want him to know that he can do hard things just like I am doing a hard thing.
0: That is so true. I feel like in that sense, just like you said, sometimes we think of it as more like we need to do this for our daughters. Well, I don't, just like you, I don't have a daughter. And so, yeah, it's kind of one of those things. It's like even little boys, they notice more than we give them credit for, I feel like. They have more emotions. They have more feelings than there again what we recognize and they see that stuff and it is it's still setting great examples for Mm -hmm. your kids for your family as a foundation i had kind of said there's tons of different stuff that i've gone through with this and i started out this year probably really on a low level i did not feel good i wasn't happy. I was crabby all the time and my family suffered from it. I was neglecting my body, my health, pretty much everything in between. And I just really prioritized this year of I need to take care of my body. I need to take care of myself. And that has made a huge difference. And not only for me, but yeah, in just all aspects and filtered into the family and my husband and everything, like everybody can notice it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I have one more thing. So I was just thinking, like, as women, if we don't take care of ourselves, usually that leads to lack of confidence. Or you just feel bad about yourself, like depressed, just all of those emotions that If you have kids, your kids will pick up on those feelings. And I think of it, especially with daughters. I know boys will pick up on it too, but especially with daughters, if they see that their mom isn't confident in herself and her body and just all of that, then there could be a result that they become unconfident in themselves. And so it's kind of, it is that ripple effect. And so it's just kind of what we were saying before of, remembering that what you're doing now is going to affect you know not only yourself but your family down the road mm-hmm. and we're trying to change that narrative of teaching your kids the positive things good things and not the unconfident nature that sometimes we as parents feel or just all those things that we want to feel and we sometimes feel and we go through in life but yeah just remembering that Sometimes those things will affect our kids if we let them. Yes. Hopefully yes. that makes sense.
0: Yes. Okay. So, kind of everybody listening, what advice can you give to us? What can we start doing to prepare our bodies before we even think about wanting to have kids or have a baby or anything like that? What would be like your first piece of advice for somebody asking that?
1: <laughs> I would say, First thing is just learning proper breathing is probably the big thing. I mean, I teach that with every client of mine is the proper breathing because that will affect everything. Mm -hmm. It's, It's like the cornerstone of exercise. Breathing can help decrease anxiety and stress, tension in your body. It can help you have proper abdominal management, pressure management, which will then affect everything can help with pelvic floor, core, all of that it helps in working out all the time. And so that would probably be the first thing is just learning how to breathe. And then that will play a part into like how to engage your pelvic floor or relax your pelvic floor and then how to wrap up your core. So we're starting with, I know it seems like so basic, but it isn't because I start with my clients and I'm like, okay, we're going to practice breathing. And you just take deep breath in and it's like it seems so basic but it's not because a lot of times women are breathing incorrectly or they're breathing really shallow and that's why they have so much tension in their shoulders and that's why they feel like you know maybe they're more anxious and all of that and so it's just reminding them to take a full deep breath in all the way down into their belly and filling up their whole body with air and then letting it out and so yeah. It's just something simple that you can do anywhere, literally. But that's the first thing I would tell. Yeah. Now
0: you have me sitting here um, watching how I'm breathing or like, I'm like, oh, how am I doing this? But when you say breathing, I mean, that leads to a lot of different, I mean, so, so many different things. And yeah, that is one of the things. Why do they teach you how to breathe like back in the day when they used to do Lama's classes still? Why? Because that was what got you through childbirth. I mean, literally, you can breathe through it. And I'll be honest; like, I don't know it from experience of a non-medicated, non-epidural birth. I don't know that. I got epidurals with both of my kids. So, anyway, but you still, yeah. People who do it breathe through it. That's what they say. And so, yeah, that's a foundation. So, yeah. Okay, so let's like fast forward. Mm-hmm. What can you do when you are pregnant to help keep your body feeling the best that it can, prepare you for childbirth and kind of all that goes with that?
1: The best thing you can do is just stay active and strengthening your muscles. So there are certain muscles that tend to go like turn off during pregnancy and those muscles if they are turning off, that other ones will kick in. To keep your body stabilized, to keep your spine and your pelvis stabilized and able to function. And so, what then happens is when muscles compensate for one another is usually pain because then your posture might shift, you know, and your body's not just not used to those other muscles compensating. And so, then you have a lot of pain. And so, it's just keeping your muscles strong and also then strengthening your pelvic floor. And your core, you can do core exercises during pregnancy. You hear that all the time that you can't. You can. They just you just have to be careful of what you do. And it's really good to do core exercises. It's not going to hurt your baby. It's not going to hurt you. Now there are always those extreme cases where you know your doctor might say no. But for most women, it is okay to do core exercises and pelvic floor exercises. So those deep core moves that engage your entire core from your pelvic floor, which is like at the base of your pelvis, and it encompasses all three of your openings, and then it wraps all the way up the front, so like your lower core right below your belly button, your middle core right around your belly button, and then your upper core, which is like above your belly button, so we want to involve all of that. And so by doing full body exercises, strengthening exercises, it will help literally strengthen your entire body, but also in a uniform way. And so that hopefully your muscles won't compensate for the other ones. So for example, your inner thigh muscles turn, tend to turn off during pregnancy. I don't really know why, but they do. But they also play a huge role in your pelvic floor. And so, I mean, they turned off for me and I did not realize it until postpartum. And it was just crazy to me. Like, yes. Anyways, so that is one thing that like by strengthening your inner thighs, it can alleviate if you have any leaking, like urinary leaking, it can help alleviate that. So you have less. And so we're just trying to really just prevent all those pelvic floor dysfunctions that can arise and just keep your body strong as your body is changing and growing throughout pregnancy. So,
0: yes, you have a million thoughts stemming from my head from saying all that. So, first off, like I mentioned, my two pregnancies were completely different. When you say inner thighs, okay, let's clarify. Are you meaning like hamstrings or just solely literally inner thigh like They'd be called your adductors. And where it like connects to the pelvis? Yes. Okay. So I threw both pregnancies and it was actually later in my first one because I, okay, third thought of my head, let's bring up lightning crotch. Okay. Yes. If you have had kids and have not one heard of lightning crotch or have never experienced it, God bless you. And I hope that you never have
1: to. I did not have it, thankfully.
0: You did not. Okay, well, if you have and you, one, don't know the horrid, burning, sharp shooting pains down your crotch when you are pregnant, it is also known as lightning crotch if you've never heard that term. So (laughs) I started in with that. I started in with a lot of different pain through my first pregnancy. And I mean, early on, like 19 weeks, I was miserable from then on out. And that's a long time to go when you are absolutely miserable. And so it ended up I started doing physical therapy and we approached all of those muscles and helped strengthen my back, helped strengthen Those deep core muscles that truly supported me. But more or less, this physical therapist told me, she was like, I'm going to be completely honest. Like, you are doing all the right things, but you are just like too far gone in this pregnancy to really like help make you more comfortable. So then, fast forward, and had my kid then got pregnant again. I was running after a toddler and now I'm pregnant. I was way more active. I immediately started the physical therapy exercises and I was doing all these things. I was walking every day because I had a toddler. We would go on walks in the stroller and that pregnancy was a hundred times better. Like I always tell people, I was like, arguing with the doctor and I'm like if I move the wrong way this baby is going to come out like on my first pregnancy I was like are you sure this is normal and then second pregnancy we I literally had to be induced because it just everything was so much better I was practically like jogging down the block, trying to make myself go into labor. And I was like, what in the world? This is like a complete 180 pregnancy from what I had. And I literally being in better shape or however you want to call it, better health, better at taking care of myself, that made that complete difference. And I am like, I can never, especially like, obviously I was. I don't even know how old I was when I had my first kid. But anyway, now it's like I have so many years on myself. It's only going to get harder as you get older. And I'm like, I'm not even old yet. (laughs) But it's like it does. Every year you always hear people say that it gets harder and harder. And so it's kind of one of those things. It's like I want to prepare my body. I want to take care of it. I want to prepare myself in case we do want to have more kids, in case I'm 35 and I have a kid someday. Like, I want to prepare myself for that. So now let's fast forward a little bit. And I know that postpartum is one of those things that a lot of people talk about of taking it slow. We need to heal. We need to give ourselves grace. We need to regain that strength. So how can we do that? What's your advice?
1: First thing, yes, is rest. I mean, a lot of people want to just jump right back in, but rest is so important for your body. And yes, take it slow as well. But you can do stretches. You can do breath work. You know, pretty much, almost like right after birth. I mean, that is okay because it is very calming and also really good for your body. And so, like stretching, breath work. You know, you can start. I started doing some public floor exercises, and it was all it was like breathing, okay, So it wasn't a ton of work, but there are certain moves that you can do early, early, postpartum, but I didn't do that for like three weeks because I had some issues postpartum. So it literally all depends on you, your body, your birth, and how you feel and how your body feels. So, Don't be pressured to bounce back right away and to like get right back into it. I took it slow. I was, I probably started doing some exercises, those very simple ones, either two or three weeks after, because I was finally starting to feel a little bit better. And then the other big thing is to work on your birth trauma. So I never knew this was a thing Mm
0: -hmm. until
1: I went through it. And, you know, maybe it's not widely talked about, but usually postpartum, your pelvic floor is very weak. Okay. So that's usually how it is. Well, when I was, you know, working on my pelvic floor and trying to figure out, like reconnect it to mind muscle connection, like reconnect that, it was really hard for me to relax my pelvic floor. And after thinking about it for a little bit, I'm like, well, there was like trauma. My body is like remembering labor and how I was relaxing my pelvic floor for baby to come out. And now it doesn't want to do it because it's scared. You know, It just doesn't want to do that. There's trauma there. So I had to work through that trauma and kind of do the opposite of what I wanted to do, which was strengthen. But sometimes it was kind of like having a knot in your muscle. You have to work out that knot before you can strengthen it again. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, that does. And that's a really good, like, visual and explanation of that because a lot of the times we don't think of that. And I like that you bring up the birth trauma because most of the time everybody's like, no, something, like, something else. That's meaning, like, you're digging kind of to the root problem and not just covering something up.
1: Right. Yes. And I don't know, honestly, I don't know how much, like, Your doctors would tell you about that, like working through that trauma, but it is a thing. So I had to focus on, you know, relaxing my pelvic floor and getting over that and having the pretty much, I wasn't physically massaging my muscles, but I was using my breath to help relieve that stress and tension and trauma. And then I could start to strengthen my pelvic floor. So then I could start doing, I'm going to say, Kegel type exercises. But there's a lot more that goes in that's involved in a Kegel than just a Kegel itself. So saying that, prefacing that. So it definitely took a while. But I would definitely say like rest and taking it slow, not going on anybody's timeline but yourself and what your body feels like, and then working on your trauma, whether it's mental trauma and also the muscle trauma, and then starting to work on that strengthening of. Your core, your pelvic floor, and your body. I mean, and go slow too. And the other thing is see a pelvic physical therapist. I recommend it to everyone. I went. Your doctors, most doctors do not readily refer people there, but it is needed. And I know most women don't think they need it. You need it. So, Like I went and yes, I know how to do these moves and exercises. I still went and my pelvic PT was like, yeah, you were really weak. Your pelvic floor is really weak. So let's do these moves. Let's strengthen. And I went back the next time and that's when I was like, why does my inner thigh hurt so bad when I, all I literally did was take off my shoe with my other foot and my inner thigh was like hurting so bad. And I was like, what did I do? Did I strain it? What the world? So she did a test and she's like, no, your inner thigh is just really weak. I wouldn't have known that if I didn't go to the PT. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, so starting then from like bottom up. So you're starting with a super weak pelvic floor, slowly starting to build that strength postpartum. And I feel like my core now is more uniformly strong than it was pre-pregnancy. And even my pelvic floor is stronger than it was pre-pregnancy. And so it's just crazy to me because I didn't think that was possible. And I didn't think that some of the issues, <laughs> what I, I didn't know they were issues pre-pregnancy until now when I don't have those issues, quote unquote issues. And it's just crazy to think that I can be feeling better postpartum than I even did pre-pregnancy. And a lot of that has to do with my pelvic floor. Mm -hmm. So the other thing is with postpartum is that six-week checkup. If you get cleared at your six-week checkup, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're ready to go and run or go and lift and do a workout, the same type of workout you did right before you gave birth or even pre-pregnancy most women are, you're not ready to go back into that right away. There's so much that has gone on that it takes. So it took nine months about to grow your baby. It's going to take about nine months for your body to get back to where you were pre-pregnancy. I know that's a long time, but just think about all that your body went through. And then if you're breastfeeding, you add just a little bit more of that healing time on because the hormones that your body is has released affects your healing process. I could get more into that, but we don't have time for that. But yeah, it's like there's a lot in that, and so again, your doctors don't say no. Don't go out and run right away, but that's in a sense you shouldn't until you you know that your pelvic floor is strong enough mm-hmm. because issues pelvic floor dysfunction like those issues can arise if you start too soon. And even if you are postpartum, like you're three or four years out from having a kid and you're having some issues because you did that, that's okay. You know, like it's not like you can't heal and that you ruined your body because you started working out too fast postpartum. That's not what I'm saying. It's just kind of a reminder for women that You don't have to bounce back right away just to take your time and also give your body that grace to recover on its own time and, you know, heal and strengthen from the inside out. It is really good to start strengthening your body like six weeks and out and later because it will help, you know, if you're breastfeeding, it'll help with your back pain. It'll help. You know, just with your mind, with your emotions and mood and all that. But we just have to do it in a way that's the right amount of intensity and the right place for you at that time postpartum.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I know we've kind of mentioned the word grace a little bit. I feel like I, I said this earlier as moms, we do need to focus on taking care of ourselves. But as we have this discussion, we realize. Our life of our family also, I don't want to say gets in the way, but that's who comes first. We do have kids and a family to take care of as moms. We, we know that they come first in a sense, no matter what we do. So we need to find that balance and also kind of give ourselves grace as moms and understand that we're not going to be on an everyday schedule. And I mean, do you agree with that? 100%. I mean, I understand that how you said working out every day, you can tell by your mood and stuff like that. But we also shouldn't sit there and shame ourselves if we can't fit that into our schedule every day. Because I know I can't. I know that I have two little boys that demand my time. And when I wake up in the morning, they're up too. And sometimes... They just need more sleep. And I understand that. So I stay in my bedroom and I work on my computer or something like that in the morning instead of getting up and going and working out. And we need to understand that, yes, we need to take care of ourselves,
1: but we also have to give ourselves grace for that. For sure. Yes. It is so hard to fit working out or just fitness into your lifestyle as a mom. And the only advice I can give, because everybody's situation, lifestyle is different, is just to try to involve your kids into your activity. Or you know, maybe once a week get a not get a babysitter, but like have your spouse, if you have one, like take your kids for thirty minutes or an hour to work out in. But yeah, I mean, I would take my son for a walk. We just walk for a mile or so, or whatnot, or. I'll do a workout in the basement while he's crawling around me and I just give him some Cheerios to hopefully keep him happy. And sometimes we don't get through a whole workout, but it's that I tried to Mm -hmm. do something. So that's usually what I tell my clients, like, just try. If you get 10 minutes in, that's okay. And if you have time to get 10 more minutes in two hours later, then do that. Like it, it's not just a one-stop shop here with working out. It's not gonna be like, less progress if you do your workout in two different sections than if you did it all together. Mm -hmm. Because usually if you can't do it all together, then you just don't do it. So I'd rather that you do two different sessions than not at all. But it is so hard. And sometimes it just takes a little bit to figure out the sweet spot, the perfect time or the best time or yeah, just a good routine. So I'm still trying to figure it out because every season of life, it changes. I get it.
0: Yes. So I ask every guest on here this question. What is one piece of advice you wish someone would have given you about motherhood?
1: I don't know. Because <laughs> I was giving so many pieces of advice and, you know, you never, you take it and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Okay. And then you don't fully understand it until you are a mom because motherhood just changes you and changes your perspective and how you think of things. So I just still don't quite know what the one piece of advice would be. But right now, in this season of life, I guess I wish somebody would give me the advice of how to get things done with a kid at home. Being a work from home mom, it's really hard for me to and maybe this is partly mom guilt too, but to be working on my computer, doing computer work, and then also my kid is here and wanting my attention. And so I'm like, you know, you get frustrated because you can't do your work, but you need to, and then, but your kid needs you too. And so it's just that mom guilt of, you know, wanting to be there for your kid, but also needing to get your stuff done. So I guess I wish somebody would tell me how to do that. And also... Warn me that the hard one of the hardest parts of okay, that's an exaggeration. I was gonna say one of the hardest parts of being a mom is figuring out your schedule and scheduling things, but it's that's kind of a slight exaggeration because there's other hard parts, but that was really hard for me too. Is realizing I need to figure out my work schedule, but yet I have to figure out a babysitter and then make sure you know it was just a run around thing. So mm-hmm. I don't know if there's actual like black and white advice answers on either of those things but it would be nice to know exactly what I could do during these times
0: <laughs> if you learn can you share it with all of us because i think we're all in the same boat it is not just you when you say that like hardest thing is exaggerating it is but the kind of the way to look at it is that there's other hard seasons and hard times but those come and go the hard like scheduling of it never goes away because as soon as you get something in place, it changes or you have a different place to go or you have some other activity to do or your whole world is turned upside down and or it's a dang time change and that sets you for a loop. Like There's always something changing that as soon as you think you get this schedule figured out, then it's just like, boom, nope, going to hit you in the face again. You don't have it figured out at all.
1: (laughs) Nap times. That's another big one with kids.
0: Yes, there's so many. So if you ever figure that one out, please
1: share. (laughs) Well, if anybody has advice for us based on these issues, please let me know. (laughs) Yes,
0: yes, (laughs) yes. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This was a great conversation. I really think that you shared some really valuable advice for other ladies, prenatal, during pregnancy, all of this, postpartum. I think that there was some really great advice, and I
1: thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was really fun to, yeah, just share the knowledge and tools that I have that I've been taught and hope that it helped somebody who's going through this time in this stage of life.
0: Yes, I hope so too. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you feel more equipped to take on your role of everyday life as a busy farm mom. I hope to continue the learning and conversation with you on Instagram. You can find me at 2383Farms And if you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot to share to your stories, share it with another mom friend, or leave a review. This helps me reach more and more overwhelmed moms looking for quick, helpful tips. Thank you again. You're doing great, Mama. See you next time.